Welcome, everybody, to Life Over Par Podcast. We are produced by Prior Media. On this podcast, we talk about life and golf and pretty much anything else we feel like talking about. I'd like to thank everybody listening in right now. And let's get this thing rolling. Nice. Love to hear it. I swear, these are real cracks every time. It's not a sound effect going on. <laughs> That's a real crack right there. Now I got to drink it because you crack it, you got you to drink it. Got to. Be bad luck not to. Oh, yeah. That is a good brew right there. Uh, welcome, everybody, to episode 72, Life Over Park. Um, it's a good Friday episode. So I hope everybody... You know, when this comes out, it'll be Monday. So I hope everybody had a good Easter. Yes. Kevin, I hope you have a good Easter coming up. I hope so, too. Yep. Um, it is back to just Kevin and I for this episode. So we have uh, we have no Kyle on this one. So he loses 100 grand. He loses another 100 grand. Um, I have a few RIPs to do. Uh, uh, no, not Kyle. No, no. Probably should have split that up a little, <laughs> a little better, but Kyle's not RIP. He's just not here. Um, RIP to, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. 24 years old. Crazy. RIP. Another one, uh, Gilbert Godfrey. The, the best voice in Hollywood. At least the best in Aladdin. <laughs> yeah, uh, true. 67 years old. RIP. And then, uh, Liz Sheridan. Which you might not know who that is, but that is Mrs. Seinfeld in in Seinfeld, Jerry's mom. Oh yeah, okay. She, I think, I think it was today, maybe today or yesterday, passed away. Ninety three years old. Got, wow. got up there. She kind of looked ninety three in the eighties and nineties. I don't think she looked that old. Uh. But she she didn't look young. <laughs> but she didn't look that old. But we lost we lost George's mom this year as well. So both Seinfeld moms. Oh, okay. not, not I, I was Seinfeld. actually thinking of George's mom when yeah. I said that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she didn't think Liz Sheridan no, was no, that no. old. Yeah. I yeah. saw that George's mom passed away and for some reason didn't hear what you said. But. Yeah. Seinfeld's mom. Gotcha. Jerry, Helen, I think her name was. All right. She passed away in 93. But we lost both of them this year. So bad, bad year for Seinfeld mothers. Yeah, I, I think it's only been like a month. Yeah, well, we're not too far into the year, so it's pretty close. True. Together, um, that's that's all the RIPs I have. Do you have any, Kevin? Nah, not that I can think of. Okay, well, that's good. Yeah, we don't want to have too many, <laughs> too many deaths um, with Easter here. You know, right? Anyway, um, we have a few uh, tournaments to recap that we did not go over. We've taken a week off because we wanted to let the Masters just kind of play out after we gave our picks. And the first one was the Valero Texas Open. Probably never heard of the winner, J.J. Spawn. Yeah, man. I've never heard of him before the tournament. I picked him like no, you didn't. a year ago. No, you didn't. <laughs> uh, he won $1,548,000. Good for him. He also earned his way into the Masters by winning that tournament. Another good for him. As far as betting goes, it was not very good for me. You know, the tournament favorite, Rory, 
<sighs> Missed the cut. Go figure. Go figure. Then my dark horse, Davis Riley, he'll finish T63. So I really only got like $18,000 for that tournament. Didn't work out very well. So now I sit at uh, 5083357 Kevin, you had Corey Connors mm, and hot. Rob McIntyre. Yes. Both finished T35. Yeah. They tied. Yeah. Decent picks. I'll there's, take it. Over there's, yours. A, there's a theme here on that, by the way. Um, you're now at 5,412,882. Oh. I think I know the theme. Yep. Kyle's coming up. <laughs> I wish there was a, the- a theme to this where he missed the cut with both of his guys because he did. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau and Doug Gim. Um, so he gained nothing that week, but he's doing okay. He's just over 9.2 mil. Then we got to the Masters, the big one, the major. Now, I picked Rory the week before, so why wasn't I smart enough to pick Rory again? <laughs> right? I don't know. I don't understand because like half of the world wanted wants Rory to get that grand slam. So I just I don't know. I I said after he missed the cut on me, I said I just can't bet with Rory anymore. And then he does this to me. I get that. So, so the I don't winner pick Jordan Speed anymore. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, the the winner was Scotty Scheffler. You've been hearing his name a lot lately. He has now won four of his last six tournaments he's entered. Insane. It's the only four tournaments he's won of his career. Also insane. Yes. (laughs) And uh, he started uh, at 13th in the world to start the season. And now he is number one in the world. And before the Masters, I believe in our last episode, it was like, How do you go from five? Is he deserving? Yeah. Does he deserve number one in the world was kind of my question. He heard you. He shut me up. <laughs> All right, Scotty, you got it. All right, Scott, we I believe guess, you. Jeez. I guess you are the world number one, and it's deservingly so. I guess. Uh, a crazy stat that that I saw was Scotty Shuffler's caddy. Um, his name is Ted Scott. So Ted Scott with Scotty. He has made more money this year than the number one LPGA money winner so far this year. And he's a caddy. Wow. So he's made $900,000. And Jennifer Cupcho, ranked number one on the money list for women, has made $820,000. She won a major. <clears throat> a women's major. <laughs> yeah. And still. Did you, did you watch it? No. No, me either. <laughs> no. Damn it, Kevin. You got me. <laughs> but still, I mean, I mean, the pay is is a little too low, maybe. But yeah, but I wouldn't go as far as say that the men's is too high. Oh, uh, I mean, they made a lot of money. He's made more money. Uh, Scheffler's made more money this year than he has the rest of his career combined. That, yeah, I believe that. Yeah, easily. It's crazy. He's doing I mean, well. He's only 25. He's doing well. Uh, anyway, I picked Xander Shoffley, who has done well in the Masters last few years at least, and he missed the cut for me. Good man. He shot plus eight after two days, so awesome. Uh, and then I had Louie, and he withdrew on the second day. So I'm going to get nothing this tournament. This is great. It's a major. I'll take $0 for that. Ugh. So I don't move at all. I'm going to stay with my just under 5.1 mil. Kevin, 
Willie Willie Z and and Corey C. They tied again. It, you picked guys that have the same kind of outcome here. They're T six, both yep. of them. And Corey Connors was on both of them. Yeah, they did okay. Yep. T six pays decently. They could have done better. Yeah, but uh, T six pays decently. So you go from five point four mil to six point four mil. It was a little over a million dollars. So round that up just a little bit. But yeah, six point four. That's not bad. Now you're you're one point four, just about one point four million in front of me. Okay. Okay. You're still trailing Kyle by about three million dollars here though, because he took Tiger. T forty seven. Not the greatest finish, not what we were hoping for, but I think it's better than most expected. Yes. Uh, and Lee Westwood, which I had no hopes on that guy. No. I think, no. I think our bets or my bets that I had showed that. <laughs> uh, he finished T14. So Kyle gained a little over 200,000. He's now at 9.487 million. So just three million in front of you, pretty much. And and I mentioned Rory there, how I picked him the week before, and I, you know I should have done it again because it always happens. The week before they screw up, then the next week they do good. He shot out of his mind on the last day, um, and only on the last day, pretty much. I mean, he did decently the rest of the time, just because not very many people shot under par anyway. That's true, but. Uh, the last day, yeah, it was it was insane. Got himself up to second place. I mean, he needed a little help from from Cameron Smith mess up a little bit, but he he did well. But uh, fireworks on the last hole, him and Morikawa. That was insane. That was awesome. They're both in the bunker, right greenside bunker, and both chipped it in. And like crowd went crazy for Rory. I've never seen Rory do a celebration the way he did. It looked. Rather unathletic. Rory, he, the quote from him said it was like the most excited he's ever been with golf. I'm like, really? Yeah, and he's won four majors. <laughs> <laughs> and the most excited he had was a chip in. Pulling out for second place in the Masters was your. Hell yeah. Uh, I guess, man. Hell yeah. Well, right after he <laughs> I don't did get that. It, but... And the crowd went crazy and Morikawa was celebrating with him because it was pretty sweet. It, it was, was cool. Birdie finished out the tournament. Uh, Morikawa chipped it in. Or from the bunker shot, got it in. So crowd crazy again. Everything kind of was blowing up there at the end. They both finished pretty well. I think it was second place for Rory and like fifth place for Morikawa, something there. Yeah. Something like that. Um, But Rory says that um, everything seems to be sorting out, heading in the right direction, and he feels good where his swing is moving forward right now. So do I chance it and bet on him more? Moving forward, I would say no. I, I wouldn't I, bet on them. I don't know. I feel like me betting on them is what ruins them. That's the way this works. <laughs> I, I'm not going to go as far as to say that I agree with a certain person we're in a group chat with, but uh, I just think Rory was so good, so young, and I just don't. I just don't think he's done much in a while. And has, and like this past weekend was plus one to even all weekend yeah, and yeah. then eight under on Sunday to get yeah. second place. So, yeah, that's true. He, he hasn't really done a whole lot as far as winning is concerned. He's finished 
top five a few times, but he just hasn't made that jump to win again. I just wouldn't. Bet. I just forward. wouldn't bet on him. It's going forward, but right now I'm going to say, put my money on him more than I am Brooks right now. Oh, definitely more than Brooks. Yeah, well, there, there you go. That was the bad. Rory versus Brooks. <laughs> that was kind of the bad here. Yeah, true. Moving forward, it's going to be currently on Rory though. Yeah, Brooks. Maybe if he gets rid of that stupid fucking hair, things would get better yeah. for him. I've I've went further downhill on being on Brooks's side on things like recently. I don't know. He drives me nuts. I mean, the video that came out of. I mean, no, nobody likes a camera right in their face. That guy had the phone, like, recording him right in his face. But to have him, like, reach out and grab the phone out of his face and be completely pissed off and, like, throw it down. I mean, that wasn't good. Right. It's not a good look. But he missed the cut. <clears throat> yes, he did. <clears throat> but uh, Tiger's performance, as we said, he finished uh, 47th, shot 71, 74, 78, 78. For a plus 13 for the worst score he's ever had in the Masters. But you could tell Saturday was his worst round ever at Augusta. Yeah, and then he tied it on Sunday for 78-78, yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you could tell he was struggling more and more as the days went on. Oh, yeah. Like, he shot one under on the first day, and we're like, here we go. Okay, it's not great. Like, But people aren't really flying out there shooting good scores. You're a huge Tiger fan. I'm not. Like, I root for him, but what did you really expect out of him? Like, honestly. Like, I know you wanted him to win, but what did you yeah. expect out of him? Make the cut. And I think that's more than a lot of people expected out of him. Yeah, it's probably more than I expected out of him. I was happy for him. Yeah. And his his smile walking off 18 on Sunday was like, you know, that that plus 13 didn't bother him at all because no. he finished. It's emotional. Yeah. Of like, the walk, just the way that people received – uh, him back into golf and like we're cheering for him every step of the way even though he wasn't playing how everyone would want him to play it's just like yeah he's shooting 13 over right. and everyone's still happy for him and you should be happy for him the guy was gonna lose his leg oh yeah and now he's playing the Masters not only playing the Masters made the cut which right. you can't say for Brooks or Bryson or um, Spieth or like a lot of the I think it was eight of the top 12 players Xander. in the world. Xander <laughs> Shoffley, yes. Eight of the top 12 players in the world Yeah, didn't make the cut. Yep. So Happy for him. He did better than them. But I think, I think he's, I mean, obviously with getting older and not playing to his expectations, he's loosening up and, and being more open about his game than he ever was before. And two great quotes in post-round interviews of his. I have them here. We're going to listen to them. These are both great. All right. So here's here's the first one. I think I think this one was after day two. Physically, how are you feeling right now compared to maybe what you thought you would feel? Well, <laughs> I don't feel as good as I'd like to feel. Right. Okay. Um, but that's okay. Just that laugh was great. Yeah. And you can use that in just so many other memes. It's a, it's a great <laughs> meme video you could use. I don't think I've ever heard him laugh like that. Yeah, well, you're going to hear him laugh even more in the second one. This was, I think, after day three when uh, the putter just wasn't, wasn't quite working for him. 
Tiger, not the day that you wanted today, especially on the greens. What was giving you the most trouble out there? Well, I was uh, hitting too many putts. Yeah, yeah. It was like, a, like putting practice. I hit a thousand putts out there today. Uh, I think I had four three putts and a four putt. Um, honestly, I didn't really feel like I hit it that, all that bad. Um, I just had an absolute zero feel for the greens, and um, it showed. So, like, you had a thousand putts out there. Like, you'd never hear him say that stuff before. He'd be more like closed off, and oh, I just got to work on my putting, blah, blah, blah. And now he's laughing like, she's oh, like, I sucked out there. He might have a little something in his system. <laughs> Do you, think, you think? Maybe, <laughs> maybe. Yeah, but uh, I like I like that he's he's open. That's what's always been good with Rory is how open he is about or honest about everything in in interviews. So, Tiger's never been that open. No, no, never, never at all, and. He's just thankful to be back, one, but to be laughing about how basically shitty he was on the course that day. He had a thousand putts out there, and he really was not good with the putter. That was for sure. A lot of people sucked with the putter Yeah, for the Masters, including uh, Cameron Smith, who's one of the best putters in the PGA. Uh, the last day, he definitely was struggling. Definitely on the last day. Yeah. Um, and then to have Scheffler four putt the final hole, that was good. I see what he was doing though. Yeah. I see what he was doing. What's like, up? Like he, he missed his first putt going down the hill. And then when he missed the second putt, the little one going uphill, he's like, well, I, I got to get back down where that other putt was. So it looked like I made the first one when you just look at the first and last putt. So it looks like I made it. So then he he missed that third one on purpose to get back below the hole so it looked like he made the first one that was going up the hill. Right. Yeah. Planned it. Yeah. <laughs> he could have six-putted and still won. The uh, I almost made a bet on the old Barstool app. The four-play boys had a – if the winning score was 12 under or over – if you bet $100, you get the sweatshirt and your winnings or whatever. But mm -hmm. I just laughed at the Scotty on the 18th green. Yeah. I seen. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't make that bet. <laughs> I seen a post, and I don't know how he would have gotten Scheffler's Venmo account or if this was just Photoshop, but he sent somebody sent Scheffler a Venmo request for $180. And he says, This is what your four put on 18 cost me. <laughs> And the request oh, was great. denied. <laughs> that's good stuff. I don't know how you'd get his Venmo account. It's not a Venmo ad. It was like when Jake Owen asked Phil Mickelson for his pay-per-view money back on the match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another Tiger thing, uh, while we're kind of on him, we're kind of on Masters, but uh, did you see his irons from the Tiger Slam yeah. sold at auction? Yeah. Okay. Were they really his irons, though? Well, what do you mean? Well, his set of irons here, as it's posted, uh, this private equity investor, Todd Brock, he buys these set of irons for, the, you know, the iron that Tiger used for his Tiger Slam. Um, $57,242 back in 2010. 
And then supposedly now they sold in Houston for $5,156,162 at the auction. Um, and it sets a record for like the highest sold memorabilia or some golf memorabilia. But Tiger's agent was asked about this set of irons. And he says Tiger has the authentic set of slam irons at his house. So the Golden Eight auction says that we would not put anything on for sale. They weren't confident in it. But now you have Tiger's manager saying, or his agent saying, those aren't the irons because he has them at his house. Right. So it's like, were they the irons? I don't know. There's, It's a very expensive fake if they're not. Yeah. And I didn't even like, the thought never even crossed my mind, but why wouldn't Tiger have the clubs at his, right. in his position? He would save them. And, and he just went to the Hall of Fame. You would think he would maybe put those into the Hall of Fame. He didn't. Let them borrow them. They put other things <laughs> of his achievements in there. But, uh, yeah, you would think he would hang on to the set of irons that he had, like, the best stretch of golf he's ever played in his life with. Yeah. But, if it were me, I'd still be using them. Yeah, they're a little old. Technology's a little better. Nah. They're blades. I think he needs something just slightly more forgiving. Now, you're not saying he can't have blades, but slightly more forgiving gives him a little bit more distance than he needs. Man. A little bit more. Five million dollars for a set of yeah. just regular Titleist clubs. Yeah. Oh uh, shit. Regular Titleist clubs. No, that's way too much money. That's almost as bad as the guy that bought the five hundred thousand dollar last Tom Brady touchdown ball and yeah. And then Tom Brady came back to play two yeah. days later. Yeah. And he's like, wait, this isn't gonna be worth what I paid for it. <laughs> Not at all. Nope. Uh, continue with uh, Masters here. I have to get into this because we made bets, and I have to do what I promised that I would do. <laughs> You're a man of your word. I am. So I said that, that Bernhard Langer would miss the cut by no more than two strokes. He missed the cut by four strokes. He was plus eight. The cut was plus four. So... Mm-hmm. That right there has me eating watermelon with mustard on it. <laughs> so here's my watermelon. Oh, yeah. That looks like good watermelon. Yeah, though. and here's here's my classic yellow mustard. Got Dijon up there, but I ain't, <laughs> ain't going Dijon on this, yeah. this watermelon here. But, but that's not the only bet I had. And uh, I said that Bernhard Langer... I don't know why I put so much faith in this guy. Uh, I said that he'd finish better than Lee Westwood. Ugh. Well, that didn't happen because Westwood finished <laughs> T14. See, I forgot what that bet actually was until right now. But Yeah, and what that bet did was get soy sauce to go on this as well. And, and I got my soy sauce here, fresh, unopened, just bought it today. <laughs> so that is... That is what I got to be doing right now. I, well, I, I definitely want you to that. try the watermelon and mustard before you put any soy sauce on it. 
Okay. Because that was one of the things on the list. So right. maybe you'll like it. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to like it with soy sauce. I pretty much guarantee that. Yeah, but it's just... Although a I lot mean, of there people, is a flavor to it, but it's just like sodium. It's salt. A lot of people put salt on their watermelon, yeah. which I find disgusting. Yeah, but this has the a flavor to it that's not just salty. Right. So, yeah. Come on. Get Okay. Got it. Is that... Is that going to come right out of there, you think? I doubt it. Is there a lid on there? No. No, that's just going to pour right out. Okay. Huh. So. so that's a the, poor design. So there's that. I'll put that right here for now. And, uh, yeah. This might change your life, man. <laughs> that's good audio. <clears throat> here we go. Uh, Let's put... Mustard on this watermelon. Well, yeah. Oh, that's a good amount of mustard there. Okay. <laughs> we got mustard on this watermelon. It, it looks good. Like the colors and... You Very know, colorful. Very colorful. The aesthetics. Okay. Um, I will try it with just the mustard so we can see on the weird food thing. How that would be. Um, let's do a little dip here. Here we go. Let's uh, let's see watermelon mustard. That's an interesting flavor. Life changing. Not gonna eat watermelon without mustard I'm anymore. Try another one. <laughs> That's not bad. You thought this was going to be a punishment. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, well, it's not over. We still got soy sauce. That's a punishment. Um, not bad. Um, definitely better than peanut butter and onion. Well, if I had to yeah. do a, and your breath out, isn't going to smell like shit for the next yeah. two days. One out of ten. That's uh, it's good watermelon. It looks it, good. It's got good flavor. Um, mustard. I'm okay with mustard flavor. Putting like it mustard. together. I'm going to go like six out of 10. That is a high score. It's not bad. It really isn't. Now the soy sauce part. Here we go. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, maybe this bottle's a little too smart for us. Uh, okay. Let me try this again because I just did this and you could see that there was nothing on there, right? Oh, there is. Yeah. That plastic thing. They hide it. <laughs> Hide it right there. Okay, let's get that off of there. Um, right there. All right, now, now we're gonna get soy sauce on there. This should be good. Ooh, oh, ooh, oh, that. Ooh, that's, and, it, and it pours well. It's dumping. Okay, <laughs> that. Yeah, that's gross. Hmm. Just the, oh uh, yeah, the smell of the soy sauce. This one's got a little pocket in it, so it's just like a shot glass kind of soy sauce. <laughs> All uh, right, it kind of washed some of the mustard off. Here we go. Oh, you need more mustard? We got some. It's even better now. It's a seven out of ten. I, I don't want to go that far. Um, let me dunk it a little bit. <laughs> It definitely made it worse. Okay. 
Okay. But it did make it worse. And now I have to, I mean, I have to eat a whole bowl because that's what I said. I got to eat a whole bowl of this. That was the bet. Yeah. So I don't know if I want to sit here and watch you eat it all, though. Hmm. <laughs> Ooh. That one was just great. Yeah. Um, adding the soy sauce, it goes to like a four. Okay. Good. So six soy sauce knocks are down to a four at some. But I got to sit here and eat this while we continue um, <laughs> with the podcast, I guess. So it's going to be good good content here. Let's see what else we've got on my, on my list here. Oh, yeah. Tournament going on right now. The RBC Heritage. Oh, yeah, that's a thing. Yep, that's going on right now. That's uh, Hilton Head, South Carolina. South Carolina. Uh, we had some picks, and I got to go first because I was in last. And I picked first overall Patrick Cantley and my dark horse, Maverick McNeely. Now, I don't know about Maverick, but I think that Patrick is doing okay. <laughs> I'm resetting the score with the soy sauce. I don't know why it started okay, but it's getting worse. We're going to go down to like a three to a two. It's just soaking in. Yeah. I put too much in for once, and I was just really Uh, soaking up. It poured out hard and fast. Okay. Anyway. uh, Yeah, Patrick Cantley. Doing well. Doing Doing well. well. Um, After two days, he's first. Yeah. So I like that. Saw that. Shot five under day one, four under day two. He is nine under. He's good um, at golf. Yeah. He's not that? bad. How about that? He's like number six in the world. Uh, Maverick, T43, one under. So he was even yesterday and one under today. So made the cut. I like that. Got two guys made the cut. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Now you were shotgun, Kevin. Yeah, and I picked uh, Dustin Johnson, who I believe will make the cut. Yeah. But will be. No, he's cut. Oh, is he? Did they update that? Oh, yeah. He's he's T72. Yeah. Plus one. Okay. So he missed the cut by one stroke. There we go. And uh, Kevin Na is T23 at three under. Oh, God. <laughs> That's just so much soy sauce. I did, I did a bad mix. Terrible mix. We got here. There's 10 servings in here, and I had at least put two on there. <laughs> uh, that's uh, 200% of your sodium daily value right there. At least. So you got one guy that made the cut. Kevin now, T23, <laughs> three under. All right. Kyle's picks. He had Shane Lowry, who is uh, T14, the four under. Chef plus one today. Yeah. And he's still T14. God. It's the smell of it too. Uh, I can definitely smell soy sauce from over here. Yeah, I got way too much watermelon left. <laughs> um, and then he also had Harry Higgs, who's tied with DJ. Yes, at T seventy two. The cut. At plus one. He shot plus three today. So that's good. I got two guys that made the cut. I got to have a comeback. You guys each had a guy miss. Go like that. Yeah. Wow. You got the guy in first. You might. Mm. No, you can't. That talk. was really soy saucy. <laughs> Real saucy. All right. So that's the RBC Heritage. 
I hope I do do well there. You know, weekend's coming. They'll probably screw it up for me. I hope all the listeners are enjoying the audio of you chewing. I hope so too. <laughs> this is this is what they get. This was the bet. Yeah. So I still have more to eat. I got to do it. Man of my word. If my wife listened to this podcast, she'd come find you and punch you in the face for really? listening to you chew. This is ASMR, I believe, is what they call it. Yeah. Get, you know what? Good point. You get, oh, oh. Yeah, that's the bowl rubbing <laughs> on the mic. There's the bite. You hear the fork bouncing off the teeth. Oh, yeah, the smacks. Get the smacks in. You don't have to make eye contact. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I'll stare at you right in the eyes as I eat this. Smack my mouth. Smack your mouth. Smack my lips. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that's uh, mostly what I have for golf. I have a lot of other little things, like Bryson had to go get uh, hand surgery because, you know, trying too hard. Maybe tone it back a bit, Bryson. Play like a normal person of golf. Right. You know, he shot plus 12. In the Masters, missed the cut. If you go by his scale, who he says, you know, that's a par 70 or 67 for him, he shot 22 over par, missed the cut. Yeah. Larry Mize scored better than Bryson DeChambeau did. And a boy. That's the fun game of golf. A 63-year-old can go out there and say, this is my last Masters I'm ever going to play and shoot better than 28-year-old Bryson DeChambeau. Who claims it's a par 67. Yep. Attaboy. There he goes. And uh, Phil and Tiger have filed for the British Open. And U.S. Open. And U.S. Open? I don't know about the U.S. Open for Phil, but Tiger did, I believe, something for the U.S. Open as well. Which he should. Not that I think he'll win, but it's a course he's won at before. So... He's he's familiar with it. I like that. And you had to know he's going to play the British Open or the Open, as they call it. Right. It's hundred year hundred and fifty. Oh, okay. and it's played at the old course. They're like his most favorite course on earth. He's going to play. I just have five more pieces to eat. I swear this is going to end soon. Mustard wouldn't have been bad. I tell you, you could do mustard. I'm gonna try it. Not great, but you, you can you can do mustard. Soy sauce, leave that one off. Thank you, Kyle, for that shit topping on this thing. Don't don't oh. don't blame Kyle for your blind confidence in Bernhardt Langer. Dude, Langer's good. Shot, shot eight over. Just not good enough. Um I had an incident. At the grocery store. Oh. That I got to bring up. I don't know why I got to bring it up. I'm going to. Walking into the store. Um, a store in Mount Pleasant. And you know, the store has the handicap parking close to the building. Right. Well, this certain store actually has handicap parking that goes, uh, like, with the aisles instead of parking, like, all the other spots. It's like van accessible or whatever yeah and there was a person that more than likely was in need of the handicapped spot and then there was a person that was not in need of the handicapped spot with them so the one loaded up in the passenger side of the car 
loaded uh, the non, I would say non-handicapped person, loaded the groceries in this van. And when she was done with the cart, instead of just like leaving it there like a normal dickhead, she didn't walk it to the cart like corral place. Right. She walked into the aisle where cars drive and just shoved it down the aisle. Just like wherever this ends up is where it ends up. <laughs> Good luck, little buddy. And as I'm walking to the store, like this is going on, not like right next to me, but like the aisle over so I can see what's going on. Like there was no time for me to like stop it. And in my brain, I wasn't going to like run across the parking lot to stop this cart. But my brain was going like, what in the hell is she even thinking? So this thing's just rolling down the aisle until it smacks the back of a car. Right. It's like, naturally. What are you thinking? It didn't make any sense to me. So like, what, what could go into somebody's mind to do that? Other than you're like, you don't care, but like, how do you, how, how can you, I mean, is there any way to go through the cameras and be like, oh, this is the person, there's a plate number. Let's try to figure this out and, charge him i don't know what you can do about it i don't know either i mean if there was damage i guess you could probably you could probably but like somebody posted something on on facebook that said like that's like putting away your shopping cart is like the biggest something about showing your character like it's not against the law not to put it away Right. But it shows like your character. If you're just going to leave it there, you're going to put it in the car barn. But like, how low is your character if you're shoving it down the aisle for it to smack a car? Yeah. I always put my cart in the corral. Yep. I can understand that there's definitely times where people wouldn't like small kids in the car this day and age. You're not going to walk 30 feet away from your vehicle to put a. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, have you have you ever seen cart narcs online? Cart narcs? Cart narcs. I have not. Uh, they're like on TikTok or YouTube or whatever. But and it's like all over the country. These people put on like orange vests and they have like the orange like uh, calling in like airplane mm-hmm. handheld things and mm-hmm. and uh, some of them like if someone they see someone leave their card out they'll go like smack a sticker on the back of their car that says like I'm a lazy bones and nice and <laughs> and they leave like a phone number on there for them to call or something I don't know but it's they're funny videos because as soon as they slap that magnet on the car that person gets out of their car and just proves what a jackass they really are yeah, yeah they're like super pissed that they did that yep like well, you should have put your card away. But that's cool. Then Car- they just like narc. chase them around the parking lot and argue with them for a half hour when you, you could just put your fucking card away. <laughs> the watermelon is gone. It's gone. It's gone. Chewing the last piece. Yummy. I didn't even drink any beer while I was doing that. Try to wash it down. Ooh. Soy sauce down. Um, yeah, I just had to bring that one up. Seems dumb. Put your carts away. If you're not going to put it away, at least just let it sit there. <laughs> Don't shove it down the cart. Right. Um, that is, that's all I got this week, to be honest with you. You mentioned baseball's back. But baseball's back. Not not a whole lot to talk about there. Not for the Tigers. I think the last I looked, they were two and two. 
I know they've had some games since then, but they are four and three. They win. They win the first game of every series, and then they lose the next two. So nice. They won the first game in Kansas City last night. Uh, we'll see if they lose the next two. Sweet. That seems all right. Um, Cabrera seemed pretty excited about the year, so hopefully that turns around a little bit. Well, Cabrera is like six or seven hits away from three thousand. Sweet. Yeah. Big milestone for He's that guy. He's been on the Tigers for a long time, like longer than I actually thought he was. Oh, yeah. Like, I seen something that showed him on the Tigers. I don't even remember how many years ago it was. But it was like, we were in high school. Yeah, definitely. And it was like, he was on the Tigers that long ago. Wow. Yeah, like 10 years ago, he was a shitty base runner. You should see him now. Yeah. <laughs> he's DH. And then they got to, like, come out, pinch run every time. <laughs> yeah, he's not good. Not good uh, at running, I mean. I got to running. Um, that's all I got other than what we learned this week. Kevin, did you uh, learn something this week? Uh, mine, I did. It's very short and sweet, but I was like working in the house, cleaning, and trying to listen to music on Alexa. And sometimes she'll be like, by the way, if you ask me to do this, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. and uh, she told me that she can just play my favorite podcast so i was like all right but play life over par okay. she's like playing life over par episode 71 and boom kicked on there you go that's what it is we're we're there yeah alexa knows us yeah she does she knows us by name yeah she does she knows us big we, deal we've made it kind of a big deal <laughs> so alexa knows us that's cool that's cool we are on like any podcast platform that you can listen to a podcast we're pretty much on it so yeah look us up i just never thought never crossed my mind we're to try there. it we're there yeah well i learned a few things but i'm just gonna go over two of them uh it has to do with the office oh, i'm man. really getting into okay. the office lately because of a party coming up that has office trivia so i've been re-watching a lot of the office and then this little tidbit came up with uh Bumgarner, who is Kevin Malone. Apparently there is a secret Kevin Malone storyline that they filmed but never aired. What? They filmed it for the the finale episode. But the episode was already so long that they said we're going to have to cut it. Damn. So there is a shot footage of this thing that's never been released out. And he talked about it and he said it, it like after the if you haven't seen the office like spoilers, I guess. I don't know. It's kind of a known thing. They're doing a documentary on paper company. But uh, after the documentary comes out, Kevin Malone is supposedly out as the fan favorite for everybody. Get that. Kind of a cool thing in Scranton. Like everybody thinks Kevin's the coolest now. <laughs> um, so he says it's to the point where he can't go into a bar without people knowing him and buying him drinks all night. Oh, that sounds awful. Yeah. And he's like, this it's loosely based off of my real life. <laughs> People always just buy him drinks when he goes out. But there is a certain bar that he would always go to in Scranton. So every time he goes in there and people buy him drinks, apparently, as the story is supposed to go, he builds up such a credit at the bar because he doesn't have to buy any drinks. I don't know how this is supposed to work. It would have been great if they showed it, but he builds up such a credit. 
with everybody buying him drinks at the bar, that essentially he uses that credit to own the bar. <laughs> That's awesome. And I feel like that would have been a great storyline they, they put out and if we would have seen it. Like Kevin being the favorite person that everybody buys drinks for, and then he's like, yeah, now I own the bar because I have so much credit at this bar. Is it poor Richards? They didn't say. Oh. It asked, like, I mean, here. that's the only one I've heard named, but here. I'm only like in second I'll, season. I'll, so. I'll do this for you. Evan Malone is a secret genius. Have you heard this before? Yes. So, yeah. yes. Yes. So that is an unaired storyline, how he has the bar. I'm going to fill you in on this. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. okay. Ready? So the idea is that once the documentary airs, Kevin Malone becomes the fan favorite. Partly based on my own experience in the world, I can't go into a bar and not be offered a drink. Uh-huh. Multi- I, they want to have a drink with Kevin Malone. So the storyline is shot, but not aired, that uh, Kevin Malone goes into bars. Everybody wants to buy him a drink. There's a particular bar in Scranton, Pennsylvania that he goes in all the time. And he has accumulated such a credit at that bar from people buying him drinks that he uses that as leverage to own the bar. Oh, I love that is a true written story that was shot, and the the finale was like an hour and forty five minutes already. And they're like, "All right, we have to cut that." That's it still incredible. Makes sense. So that's that's his story. They shouldn't have cut that. No, I feel like Kevin is a fan favorite. I feel like the office page of YouTube should put that out like somewhere this should go out as like a un unaired footage kind of thing it needs to be out so we can yeah. see it you see tiktoks all the time of unaired office footage of oh, the blooper stuff's the best yeah. office bloopers best so that's the one thing i learned this week the second thing's a little a little different kind of kind of crazy here but uh you know the loch ness monster right I don't know him personally, but okay, well, I know of him. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people do. Fun fact for you. Uh, back in the early days of exploration, many travelers would simply draw what they saw since there was no means of photographs at that point. Uh, this is where many deep-sea monster stories come from. As it turns out, many of these drawings depicted tentacled and alien-esque appendages emerging from the water giving belief uh, to something sinister lurking below. However, many cases, uh, it's just a whale's dick. Uh, <laughs> whales often mate in uh, threes. So while one male is busy with the female, the other male just pops his dick out of the water while swimming, waiting around for his turn. And they have photos <laughs> As, uh, <laughs> so that's what these old uh yep that's the Loch Ness monster yeah, all right yeah that's what these old guys way back in the day would have seen coming out of the water maybe at night and were like oh my god it's a monster it's just a whale's dick it's crazy crazy story uh, so there's that uh I don't know the specifics but isn't the Loch Ness monster in like a lake in Scotland or something. Somewhere know. there wouldn't be a whale. Like, that's like the photo that they're going to be like, yeah, it's the Lactus Monster, right? Yeah. Like, that's you see the that, one. Yeah, you see that photo a lot. Looks like a bronchiosaurus or something in the water. Yeah. I think that's the dinosaur. That's a whale. Long neck. That's a whale's dick. But these three, definitely <laughs> whale dicks. Yeah. Crazy. 
how Loch Ness Monster like they are, though. <laughs> yeah. So if you're bored, so if you're uh, if you're not fucking googling Paulina Gretzky, check out whale penises. <laughs> yeah. On the Google images, I don't, but you could. <laughs> I mean, it was a funny story I came across. I wasn't just googling this. <laughs> It was a story on Facebook, so I thought it was funny. Something I learned. The whale's dick looks like Loch Ness Monster. It does. Yeah. I'm here to tell you. Yeah. Uh, that's that's what I got this week. Uh, we are down to four days, 10 hours, 48 minutes and 30 seconds till uh, leaving for the Kentucky. Kevin? Happy for you. Not going. Not going to make it. such a skeleton crew this year that I really dislike how skeleton crew it is we only got 16 guys it's an easy win no easy win for you sure sure it is Come on. sure it is there'll be an asterisk all over it yeah <laughs> anyway uh just like the masters. two more days of work i got two more days of work no phil in the masters should have been an asterisk no no <laughs> phil's phil's gone mm-hmm. but that's it that's all i got that is episode 72. We have hit all 72 holes. Perfect. Maybe, maybe we'll move on and we'll do more. We'll we'll see if if that continues. <laughs> it will, more than likely. But uh thanks for listening, Kyle. Not here, but yeah, maybe you, maybe you'll listen. I don't know. I don't know if he ever listens to the ones he's not in or not. I don't know. I don't think so. Anyway, Kevin, send us off. Bye.